Welcome to Story Station, episode 17. In this episode, you can listen to two Egyptian stories. The first story is titled, The Wax Crocodile. Listen to this story about a magical crocodile and a smart scribe. The second story is titled, All Out of Royal Jelly. This story is about two bees and the adventure they go on to get royal jelly for their queen. Hope you enjoy it! Today, I will read the Egyptian story, The Wax Crocodile. King Khufu sat to hear tales told by his sons regarding the wonders of other days and the doings of magicians. Prince Khafre stood before him and related the ancient story of the waxed crocodile. Once upon a time, a pharaoh went towards the temple of the god Ptah. His counselors and servants accompanied him. It chanced that he paid a visit to the villa of the chief scribe, behind which there was a garden with a stately summer house and a broad artificial lake. Among those who followed the pharaoh was a handsome youth and the scribe's wife beheld him with love soon afterwards she sent gifts unto him and they had secret meetings they spent the day in the summer-house and feasted there and in the evening the youth bathed in the lake the chief butler went to his master and informed him what had come to pass the scribe bade the servant to bring a certain magic box and when he received it he made a small wax crocodile over which he muttered a spell. He placed it in the hands of the butler, saying, Cast this image unto the lake behind the youth when next he bathes himself. On another day, when the scribe dwelt with Pharaoh, the lovers were together in the summer house, and at eventide the youth went into the lake. The butler stole through the garden, and stealthily as he cast into the water the wax image, which was immediately given life. It became a great crocodile that seized the youth suddenly and took him away. Seven days passed, and then the scribe spoke to the pharaoh regarding the wonder which had been done, and made request that his majesty should accompany him to his villa. The pharaoh did so, and when they both stood up beside the lake in the garden, the scribe spoke magic words, bidding the crocodile to appear. As he commanded, so it did do. The great reptile came out of the water, carrying the youth in his jaws. The scribe said, Lo, it shall do whatever I command to be done. Said the pharaoh, Bid the crocodile to return at once to the lake. Here he did that. The scribe touched it, and immediately it became a small image of wax again. The pharaoh was filled with wonder, and the scribe related unto him all that had happened. While the youth stood waiting, said his majesty unto the crocodile, Seize the wrongdoer. The wax image was again given life, and, clutching the youth, leaped into the lake and disappeared. Nor was it ever seen after that. Then Pharaoh gave command that the wife of the scribe should be seized. On the north side of the house she was bound to a stake and burned alive, and what remained of her was thrown into the Nile. Such was the tale told by Khafre. Khufu was well pleased, and caused offerings of food and refreshment to be placed in the tombs of the Pharaoh and his wise servant. The End
I hope you like this story. The next story begins in a moment. I will read a story called All Out of Royal Jelly. Where is my royal jelly? roared Queen Alia angrily. I am all out of my favorite jelly. Her voice echoed throughout the hive, frightening all the other worker bees. When the queen was angry, it meant trouble for someone. Within seconds after hearing her screams, all the bees had fled the hive, leaving it empty, except for the queen, her guards, and two other bees. Rod, a drone, was playing a game with his best friend, Waffa. She was a worker bee. At first, they hadn't heard the queen, but just as they were putting away their favorite game, Flower Petal Land, her angry voice reached them. Rod and Waffa were afraid. They had never heard Queen Alia that mad before, and never, ever had the hive run out of royal jelly. Royal jelly was a special food. Only the queen was allowed to eat it. It was made from only the choicest pollen and nectar from the rare black iris. Just as they were about to hide, they heard the queen order, Guards, bring me every bee that is left in the hive, now! Within seconds, Rod and Waffa were surrounded by the royal guards. They pointed their stingers, aimed at them. They were hastily escorted to the queen, Alia's cell, at the very top of the beehive. They were both very scared. After bowing before her, they stood up to see the queen. She was standing in her royal blue robe, wearing a crown of rose thorns on her head. She said to them, You two are the only bees brave enough to stay in the hive. Wafa, I want you to bring me nectar from the beautiful black iris. Rod, since there are no other worker bees around, and since you aren't doing anything else useful, go with Wafa. You are to guard and protect her. If you both succeed in bringing me my sweet nectar, I shall reward you. Roth was glad that the queen didn't know that they were, weren't really brave at all. They had tried to hide. The only reason they hadn't been in the hive was because they hadn't heard her yelling quickly enough to leave. Waffa didn't know any black, where any black iris could be found. None grew in the area that she knew of. My queen, I know of no black iris, she quietly spoke. The queen answered with a scream, Then find some! Without the black iris nectar, I can have no royal jelly. I shall have a very bad day. Now, be off with you both, and don't come back without the nectar. Roth and Waffa obeyed. They flew out of the hive in search for, of a black iris. Roth, being a drone, didn't have the special pockets to gather and store the nectar and pollen. Only the worker bees did. So he came along only to protect Waffa. If anything happened to her, he'd be the one who'd get into trouble from the queen. They flew away from the shade of the fragrant citrus trees that surrounded their beehive and into the hot, dry desert. There weren't many blossoms to be seen anywhere. After a while, they spotted some color amongst the desolation and flew down to get a closer look. I see a pretty pink cyclamen and some bright pink flowers on a few laurel bushes. And they are really pretty, but I don't see any black iris. Do you, Rod? asked Waffa. Rod replied, No, I don't see any black flowers at all. Next, they flew down to the wadi, which is a dry riverbed. 
Oh, look, Waffle gasps in delight. There are so many beautiful flowers. I see some wild roses, and there are some dark purplish flowers over there, near that rock. I wonder if they are the black iris. The two honeybees flew towards the colorful flowers, but soon discovered that they weren't black iris. I'm tired. Let's rest on the soft yellow rose petals and think about where we should go next, Rod suggested. They sat for a while, thinking about their dilemma. Look out, Waffa, Rod suddenly yelled, pushing her down into the rose. It's a little green bean bee eater. He wants to eat us. Hide and don't move. Waffa looked up to see the huge bird flying above them. He doesn't look that little to me, she exclaimed. Shh, whispered Rod. The bee eater swooped down, looking for them. The sunshine made the bird's green feathers look brilliant. It's so beautiful, whispered Waffa, gazing up at it. Not being able to find the two bees, the bird soon gave up and flew away. Whew, that was close. Now let's get out of here and find some black iris, Rod suggested, grabbing Waffa's arm and pulling her out of the fragrant wild rose. They flew in the direction of the mountains, Waffa said. There has got to be a black iris around here somewhere. After flying for what seemed like hours, the two bees spotted a patch of deep purplish black flowers growing amongst a forest of bent and twisted Aleppo pine trees. They flew down to them quickly. Black iris, squealed Waffa. A big patch of gorgeous black iris. They are black iris, said Rod. Did you know that the only place in the whole world they grow in is the Middle East? See how some of them have black spots and are kind of hairy looking? They're a rare beauty, but we'd better fill up with pollen. I'll draw a map so that the next time when Queen Alia runs out of royal jelly, we'll know exactly how to get here. He carefully drew while Waffa gathered the sweet nectar. Then they flew back to the hive. Waffa dropped off all the special nectar at the queen's nectar and pollen cell, and Rod delivered the map to the queen's guards for safekeeping. They were both so tired by then that they went to their cells and fell fast asleep. When Rod woke up, there at the entrance to his cell sat a jar of royal jelly. There was a purple ribbon tied to it and a note which read, Rod, thank you for your help. Enjoy this delicious royal jelly. It's fit for a queen. It was signed by Queen Alia herself. Waffa received a jar just the same as the one Rod had. That night, Waffa and Rod played another game of Flower Petal Land and sat together, happily dipping their hands into the jars for a big scoop of royal jelly. They had never tasted anything so delicious before. It really was a treat meant for the queen. The End I hope you enjoyed this story. Thank you for listening to Story Station. We are adding stories as frequently as possible, so check back often. We would love to hear your feedback and any questions you may have. Thank you.